Hi, this is Ashi Bachu, founder and CEO of MC Squared Health. I'm here today with Dr. Varshini Cherukupalli, who's a general surgery resident at Cedar Sinai Medical Center, and Rohit Mohan, who's a pediatrics resident at Loma Linda University Medical Center. Varshini and Rohit, you guys are both interesting in that, number one, you're engaged and about to get married. Congratulations for that. But number two, that you're both providers who have contracted COVID-19. And I'd love to chat with you guys both about your experience with COVID-19. Can you tell us about your experience at home? What was on your mind when you uh, found out you had COVID? What was that experience like? Yeah, definitely. So this all occurred back in March. So a couple months ago for us, I am a surgery resident, wrote the pediatrics resident. We were both at our respective programs. And one day, Rohit started developing symptoms that resembled flu-like symptoms. So cough, myalgias, headaches, weakness. And he actually took some time, decided to stay home from work. Then he got actually tested for COVID-19, ended up testing positive. And then shortly thereafter, I actually started developing symptoms and I also tested positive as well. So when we first got the news, I think both of us were a little bit surprised, but I would say neither of us were too nervous as to what the outcome would be. We didn't try to anticipate. We didn't try to think too far ahead. We kind of just took it one day at a time. Both of us quarantined for at least two weeks until both of us were symptom-free. Uh, Roth ended up having to quarantine longer than that, and we can get to that later. Uh, but it ended up working out just fine for both of us, but it was definitely a unique experience to have not only taking care of patients with COVID, but also being a patient with COVID. Rohit, I'd love to hear from your perspective, you know, what was it like? What was on your mind uh, through this experience? So my, yeah, so in terms of, she kind of covered a lot of it, but I guess in terms of my unique experience, I think my piece that was different, I think, was that I was the first one that tested positive among the two of us. It was kind of, for me, the, the added pieces of it were just the longer isolation and kind of the initial kind of guilt of like, oh my God, maybe I've spread this to more people. Obviously, uh, Varshini was one of the first people I was worried about, but also like I was at work all that week. I knew I was one of the first people in my county, San Bernardino County, California, and also one of the few residents at my program that has tested positive for COVID. So that piece of it was another added stressor for me. Again, like Varshini kind of said to reiterate, I'm a pretty healthy guy and I wasn't too worried about the serious complications of it. I, I knew that I was definitely, it was in the back of my mind, but it was more just recovering from it, hoping I didn't infect anybody else around me. And then later on, it kind of became after Varshini went back to work, I was still kind of in quarantine waiting for clearance to return back to work. And then I kind of waiting on the longer term, like for me to get back to work and the anticipation of getting back to work was much more of a big part of the process for me. Got it. And Rohit, you even wrote a blog article about your experience, coming positive, recovering, what was in your mind? Sure, Walk us through a little bit about the process of writing that article, as well as how it was received and kind of the support that you got. Sure. I mean, the blog article, I mean, definitely was in isolation, had a lot more time on my hands to think and to write. I was in close contact with a lot of my close friends, close family, as well as some of my uh, mentors, some physicians I work with. And I mean, some of them knew that I was, I like to write and kind of were like, I kind of expressed a lot of feelings of sometimes, you know, honestly, frustration, isolation. And they told me a good way to put this down would be kind of to write it out, kind of express your feelings and had a very interesting take and story. 
So people kind of told me that it would be a good idea to do that. And I t it was kind of very cathartic to write out the paper and then kind of write out this little essay. And uh, yeah, I kind of just talk about briefly kind of just the experience of kind of the stuff we told you about right now, what, what isolation was like, the process of coming back and the process of being one of the prolonged positive testers, which is kind of unique to my experience. Some people with COVID have that, but definitely to my experience, it was like having the multiple, multiple positive tests and being out for about six weeks. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting here too, because you guys are engaged to one another. Of course, congrats for that. And like you were, you were assessed and tested in very different hospitals. I mean, what was that experience like, you know, both looking at one another in terms of how one person was being tested and treated in a hospital versus the other. And in that experience is being tested as a physician or a provider different than how testing might be for non-providers? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the different experiences were definitely a, a big piece of our unique experiences with this. I was actually very surprised at the beginning, given how I heard about testing and how scarce it was, how easily I was able to obtain a test as a healthcare provider. All I had in my symptoms, I didn't even have fever. I had some cough, some like flu-like symptoms, and I was able to get a test within the next day, which in March was kind of uh, very surprising to a lot of people, given that it was such a, such a shortage of testing at the time. And uh, I was like kind of surprised by how easily I got testing as well. I think for Varshini, because I was tested, because of concerns of other people, like exposure and all that, I think it was a little bit more of a process for her to get a test. So even institution to institution, it varied. And I mean, it was like the get process of getting tested was kind of surprisingly easy for me and a little bit more challenging for her. And again, there's a lot of differences with that. Yeah, I would say for me to get a test ended up being a lot more time consuming than for Rohit. For whatever reason, San Bernardino County and Loma Linda University, he was able to get a test almost immediately after he developed symptoms and me a little bit longer, but I did end up getting tested. The process, the physical process of it was, I don't think any different from any patient undergoing COVID testing. It's a nasal swab. We go into the clinic or the hospital or the drive-through testing center, get the swab done, and then you end up waiting probably at least 24 to 48 hours, depending on. Um, the lab that's performing the test. But I think actually now it's interesting because you see, as a provider, I've sent a lot of COVID tests for patients, and now you see that the testing is actually much quicker. There's rapid COVID PCR tests that take one to two hours for a turnaround time, and sometimes we need those preoperatively before we take patients to surgery, and it's very interesting to see that versus Rohit's experience and my experience too, waiting several days for a test to come back, wondering if it'd be positive or negative, then having to get repeat tests. So it's definitely come a long way in the past few months. Have you had an experience, Varshini, where the more rapid testing that's now available actually led to a really positive surgical outcome for a patient that you were treating? I think that the positive tests help us prepare early on and in advance of the surgery to make sure that the patient is best taken care of. So what I mean by that is in the actual operating room, we all make sure we wear PPE, we wear the appropriate N95 mask we, or a PAPR, which are all different types of ways to protect yourself from COVID. And then we make sure we isolate the patient so that they don't get exposed to other patients who may have other infectious conditions or other conditions that could have compromise their health. 
And then if they are sick patients, we end up sending them to the ICU immediately. And that kind of takes out the uncertainty of the process so that we know exactly what the next steps are. And that actually, I think, ends up leading to better care of the patient when we know early on. And Rohit, for you, has rapid testing or the increased speed of testing that's now come out more recently, has that led to any positive care outcomes in pediatric patients that you've been directly working with? Yeah, I mean, I think the rapid testing definitely has allowed us to, as, as providers to kind of triage patients better in terms of where they need to go, what type of isolation they need, and kind of what type of uh, hospital bed they need. So without that early on, it was a more cumbersome workflow kind of with a lot of nurses and uh, providers being more hesitant to go see the COVID, patient, COVID positive patient or ones that hadn't been ruled out that were higher risk. Now that we have the quicker testing, we, at our institution, one we have is called uh, BioFire. So it's like an interesting new test. And we're even uh, from discussions with one of the task force leaders in our program, uh, Dr. Clark. She kind of describes a new test that's going to be rolled out that they can do it even faster. But this BioFire test is one where you can run four at a time and basically um, four at a time in a, in a given hour. And if all of them are negative, it's negative and it can be run much faster. But if one is positive, then it takes a longer workflow. So you kind of get to triage things a little bit better using that test. And it's, it's definitely sped things up. And now we can kind of triage people within, usually it's like patients come into the emergency department and then need to be admitted to the hospital. So usually by the time a bed is available and is ready, we get the results of the COVID and we can decide the appropriate isolation for them. So it has made um, the process of admissions much more um, streamlined. And you know, part of COVID-19 is that there's so much uncertainty around it. I mean, we have new information coming out almost every week about this virus. Uh, because of how much uncertainty, relative uncertainty, there still is with COVID-19, do you feel like your provider colleagues at the time when it came out that both of you had gotten COVID-19, did they view you any differently? And if so, how how do they view you differently? differently? And does fear any kind of a factor in how folks are kind of perceiving and working through COVID-19 in in provider settings these days? Yeah, I think because we contracted it very early on back in March. Most people still didn't know individuals who personally had COVID-19 in the sense that you heard about it in the media, you heard about it in the news, but actually physically being next to someone or knowing somebody really well who had COVID-19 was a little bit more um, unique, at least back in March. And so I do think there was a little bit of, I would say some anxiety, a little bit of, nervousness when people initially found out that I was COVID positive. But I think at that point I had self-quarantined for nearly three weeks. I was completely asymptomatic and I was able to tell them that this happened over three weeks ago. I'm okay now. And shortly thereafter, they pretty much came to terms with it. And obviously we tried our best to do social distancing within the hospital and everybody was wearing masks at all times. So I think after that initial hesitation, things got a lot better. And uh, by the time I came back to the hospital, it was kind of a different experience. My experience, I was isolated over six weeks. I think from when I came back, I think everyone knew that I'd been asymptomatic for over like about four weeks. I'd like, you know, gotten all these positive tests and I finally gotten the two negatives. And everyone was pretty certain that I was asymptomatic at that point. So I think when I came back to the hospital, it was almost a lot of like relief and it was really nice to see everybody. And I think for the most part, I, I hadn't had much people around me with anxiety and people were honestly like very welcoming and happy to have me back. You know, what's that experience like psychologically to be sidelined for so long? You're in the clinic 
extremely active or in a surgical setting, extremely active seeing patients, and then suddenly to be put on the side and kind of be from the outside looking in and then returning. Can you walk us through what that feeling like is when you get sidelined? Sure. I mean, that's kind of what I talk about in my blog post. I mean, I, I but basically, I think initially it was kind of like as the quarantine went on and as my isolation went on, I think the feelings changed over time. Initially, it was a little bit of surprise. Then it became a little bit of like, okay, let's like bounce back from this. We kind of get over the symptoms, get over your illness, and then kind of come back to work. And then as I as I kept testing positive, then it became more obvious. The, the, the adjective I'd use is probably frustration. As you test positive, you see, I saw Varshini go back to work, get back to doing everything uh, that she was doing. And for me, it was just like this prolonged process. Then from frustration, went to a little bit of anxiety. I was like... Am I going to have to make up time in my residency? Is my job security on the line? And then I'm sure a lot of other people with COVID kind of think those things as well. And that was kind of the, the, the train of emotions that went through me. And then eventually I went back to work. I went back to a very tough rotation, which is a pediatric ICU. And people are like, man, I've never seen anyone so happy to come back to the ICU and residency. And like they saw me and like, wow, I was so excited and pumped up to be back. And it was just honestly a sense of relief and like a big sense of relief when I came back to work. And I was pretty enthusiastic to get back by the time I was out for that long. I mean, it's wonderful to hear about your recovery and like glad that you both are both extremely healthy right now. So kudos to both of you for the work that you've done and, and getting back to being uh, fully healthy and, and working through the process of being ill. Ask you one final question before we go ahead and wrap up. Are improving their COVID-19 responses constantly? I mean, you guys have both talked about this throughout the interview. Given your unique perspective as a provider and now as a patient, who has both seen patients with COVID and also dealt with COVID yourselves, what kind of guidance or advice would you give to hospitals and providers in terms of policies or ways that in which they can improve how they're handling COVID-19? Sure. I mean, I think the governments, public health officials, hospital leadership, everyone's put in a very tough position with this pandemic and trying to make the best decisions possible for their workers and the, the general public as a whole. And it's kind of been a scattered response throughout the country. It's a very tough situation. It's, it's quite difficult to come up with a one-size-fits-all solution. I think my biggest uh, suggestion to everybody, public uh, public officials, as well as ho hospital leaders, anyone is making sure we're evidence-based, which I think a lot of the hospitals have been. Our leadership in California has been in terms of opening things up, letting the science dictate things. But my one biggest thing that I think I would really emphasize to everybody is making sure that the guidelines are consistent and not so piecemeal as they were initially. There was a lot of different variation and, and people got lost and among us two with different policies among hospitals, different public health guidelines among counties and state level as well as the federal level. And that's kind of been one of the most confusing things, especially with us in the United States in terms of this COVID-19 pandemic. And I think a uniform response would kind of be the best thing. What's the right response may, may vary based on opinion, based on the science and based on the, the evidence that's available at the time. But I think trying to get everybody on the same page would be probably the next best step for everybody in this country in terms of trying to move forward with this pandemic. And I think that's one thing that's been tough to come by here and around the world, to be honest. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think our experience is a micro cosm of that. We had different policies and neither of us knows which is quote unquote right or wrong. But I do think that even just between counties, between hospitals, it would have been um, easier workflow wise and just overall 
to have a, a, um, a standardized policy for us to be able to go back to work, for us to be able to know uh, everybody was on the same page. And I think that is what everybody should strive for. Well, Varshini and Rohit, it's been so great to have you. And again, congrats on the engagement and your upcoming wedding. All very exciting, but really appreciate your time. Thank you so Thank much, Thank you, Ashi. Ashi.